This is Renee Bob, founder of Renee Bob Training. And if you want to learn how to level up and be successful through Mastermind, then you should listen to my good friend, Brandon Straza with Mastermind Effect. You love to learn, grow, and improve yourself, but you're still not where you want to be? The right mastermind can be the ultimate secret weapon when it comes to personal development, but trying to find the one that's built for you isn't always easy. Welcome to the Mastermind Effect, the one and only show that focuses on helping you cut through the noise, invest in yourself, and move past your natural limits. This is everything you need to know about masterminds, brought to you by your host, Brandon Straza. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today, we've got the founder of Renee Bob Training, Renee Bob. She gets into what she's building with the professional sports team she owns for the athletes after their career. Renee lets you know why you should be ready for a shift when working with her through the tools, resources, and realities she builds with you. And Renee explains why she has several coaches in different aspects of her personal and business life. Check it out. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the show where you know I believe the only way to unlock your potential is to tap into the experience of others. And today, to help us do that, we have got the founder of Renee Bob Training, Renee Bob herself. Renee, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, when the listeners realize all the value that you're bringing and they want to reach out and uh, whether it's just they want to connect with you, work with you, or whatever it is, where's the best place personally or socially that they can reach out to you? Believe it or not, I still love a phone call. I love when people reach out to me via phone, 615-753-5647, or they can always visit me online at bookpublishinglady.com. And take her up on that. She just gave you her number. She just gave you a way to reach out to her. Listen, when people do that, they're being genuine. They're being real. You know, we've already been working with them. And so we know. So reach out to Renee because, gosh, her background, which we might get into a little bit today, it's pretty amazing in in who she is, what she continues to accomplish, and what she stands for. So let's dive into it. You know, when you and I were younger, the way that we learned, you know, it's changed over the last five, 10 years compared to when you and I were younger. You know, originally it was textbooks and teachers. And then that became, you know, our family, friends, coworkers, the people around us. But it's really a sliver of what's possible. How has your learning changed from your early years versus today? It's changed so much. And I think the internet plays such a big part that now I have access to all types of knowledge, all types of wisdom. I also have take heed to some great advice that I received from my mom about making sure that I surround myself with great people and that the people that I'm around, that they have some experiences that I can learn from and being willing and being open to being transparent to ask those questions, to be able to get the help and support that I need. Yeah, and I think, I mean, you just kind of almost had the tagline, you know, the opening of the show, we learned from other people's experiences. And I can tell you for me, my, my life drastically changed when I chose, I didn't decide, I chose to start surrounding myself with different people. It's like, okay, you have a cup and that cup only has so much room for it. And as time goes on, it gets full and you have to realize what's filled that cup. You might not be serving that cup and that cup might not be serving you right. So it's time to empty it out. It's okay to replace that and find who's going to help you. Have you found that that's something that, that you learned that when you started surrounding yourself with the right people, the, the needle movers, the, the, the results leaders, that 
your world around you really changed. Oh, most definitely. And what's interesting is back in the day when I had a financial issue, I would go to my broke friends. And it's like, you know, birds of a feather flock together, you know? And it's like, what is wrong with this picture? Like, what is it that they can share with me and tell me because they're in the same situation that I'm in? So now I really strive to make sure that I'm in a space where I'm around people that know so much more than what it is that I know. And then the most interesting aspect of it is I don't want to be the smartest one in the room. I don't want to be the smartest one at the table because I can glean something from others that, again, have gone through other situations that I haven't necessarily gone through myself. Yeah, it's amazing when you realize like not being the smartest person in the room is being really smart. I mean, I I still sit there and it's by design, but I look at some of the people that I get to learn and listen from such as yourself and all these other amazing result leaders out there. I'm just like, wow. I had someone ask me recently, like, why do these people have conversations with you? I'm just like, because I opened that opportunity. I chose to step into that, that doorway. And in turn, you get to have amazing conversations. And that kind of goes in, you know, what I want to talk to you about next is our ability, you know, our ability to connect with people and learn, again, continues to drastically change. You know, some people, they learn from masterminds. They learn from accountability buddies, online courses. There's a lot of ways to learn. Who are you currently learning from? And more importantly, how did you connect with them? So right now, I'm a, I have several different avenues. One is that I'm a part of the Nashville Entrepreneur Center, where um, they actually have advisors. Um, where if I have an issue, I have a challenge, I have a question, I can go to a list of over 200 different advisors and be able to get some insight from them that can really help me, you know, in the area that I may be dealing with. Also, I'm a part of Mike Zeller's mastermind group. And my main reason for being a part of that group is that I wanted to surround myself with people that were entrepreneurs that have experience in in the teaching, coaching, training, and book publishing space, but also to get exposure, you know, to different environments. We did a mastermind in Cabo, Mexico. Then we just did a mastermind in, in Austin, Texas. And when would I have had the opportunity to be in that space had I not been, you know, connected with Mike Zeller? The thing that I love about his mastermind is that you get an opportunity to be in the hot seat which means that transparency, you know, being honest about what what is it that's keeping you from getting to the next level. And then you have all these amazing leaders and thought leaders around you that are sowing seed into you as well. So those are my main two, the EC as well as, as Mike Zeller. And then, of course, I have mentors, like for my spiritual mentor, my financial mentor. You know, I have mentors and I always will keep coaches around me to sow into me. So I'm a great coach. But a great coach has a great coach. Yeah, and that's I think that's an important question when, you know, anyone that's listening to this and they're not in the coaching space, but they're looking for a coach. They're looking for a mastermind. They're looking for someone to help level them up and get them to where they're going. If you are in a conversation with someone and you sit there and say, okay, who are you learning from? Who are you leveling up through? Who, you know, what experiences are you getting? And they're like, oh, no, right now I'm not with anyone. But hey, you know, I've been with, I've had plenty of coaches, plenty of ma- that that should be like a, a big red flag right there because even the best coaches have a coach and so I, I want I want that to really stick out right there when you heard what Renee said she's like I've got this coach for this I've got this mastermind then I've got this mentor then I have access to a board of directors of over 200 people that if I need to go there 
you should always continue learning. Learn from my mistakes. I, I, I've been a successful business person, entrepreneur, but I stopped learning and no, don't go there. Learn from what oh, I'm sure. telling you. Learn from what Renee's telling you. So, you know, kind of just talking about people, a lot of times we get stuck and we don't know how to execute what's in our head. We're still going through a pandemic. <laughs> but to me, I feel it's causing a reset and how we can accomplish things and what we find is important to us. How have masterminds helped you when you're looking to reset yourself and get unstuck? So several things. One is whenever I'm in a situation, I'm the type of person that I'm willing to take responsibility for where I am. So that's my first step is holding the mirror up to myself and saying, Renee Bob, how in the world did you end up in this situation? And then also, you know, looking at what resources can I tap into that can help me with the process of beginning to solve the problem. And then having the willingness inside of me and the motivation inside of me to take the action steps that I need in order to solve the problem. They don't go away by osmosis. So there are things that I have to do in order to be able to solve these problems. Again, I'm willing. And then the main thing, I'm so excited, the main thing is I'm a student. I'm always taking time to learn about what it is that I need to do in order to be able to grow you know, from the situation I'm currently in. So everything in life is either a lesson or a blessing. Wow, a lesson or a blessing. And, and, they can, and they can be both, you know? Yes. When we think about it and how it guides us. So, you know, sticking in the area of masterminds, they've been around for a while. If you think about it, the first one was probably the Apostles. And then from there, ben, Benjamin Franklin, he, he created the Junto Club with the Leather Apron Club. And then the Napoleon Hill guy, he, you know, he kind of rounds it out, writes a book about it and solidifies really what a mastermind is. As it's not a new concept to us, and there's continues to be such a large boom in self-education, where do you see the parallels going between self-education versus standardized education? So uh, the wonderful thing is that during the pandemic, we've had to make such a shift where you used to be physically in a classroom and learning from an instructor. But now, you know, everything is pretty much online, which gives you access to so much great content. I teach a mastermind myself, and it's called the Wealth Building Mastermind Group. And it's a, you know, we meet once a week for, um, for a month. And I really focus on behavior. So I give them some great information, great content, and then I want them to apply the information and then track the results. So we're able to see where you're actually stuck because I know that people learn in different fashions. Some people are visual, you know, um, some people, they, they can read and they can get it. So I combine all those different styles. And that's the one thing I love about where we are now is that you get to incorporate all these different styles into learning to help you to move the needle. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of going a little bit deeper because I'd love to hear more and I want the listeners to kind of understand typically when someone works and invests in themselves, they have a better than vague idea of what the outcome is. What should people expect when they enter Renee's reality and work with you? Oh, they should be ready for a shift. <laughs> and then what's interesting is they always say that they knew they had it within them. They just didn't know how to bring it out. So my job is to really give them tools, resources, and strategies that produce results, but also by having them track what's happening. And let me give you a great example. So if we're dealing with the money aspect. I have them to write down every penny that's coming in and every penny that's going out. 
So now they're crystal clear about what's happening with their money. Some people have never done that before in their lives. And what's interesting is they're shocked to see that they have more money coming in than what they expected. And they're also wasting a lot of money on things that they don't even use. But it gives them an opportunity to take control over their finances. Yeah. And I think if you, if you look at any a personal relationship with yourself, or you look at just a relationship in general amongst two people, one of the toughest things, one of the biggest argumentative sore points that can happen revolves around finances, revolves around money and how it's being spent and how it's being earned and where those resources are going. And, and if that is, is if that's such a sticking point to have someone or a group of people helping you guide, guide yourselves in that area, gosh, seems pretty dang important in, in learning that. What's, you know, you've had a lot of people that have gone through and they've worked with you. And I feel that people from time to time, they, they have a way of surprising us, whether it's their grit, their grind, their willingness to learn. Give us a success story of someone that's gone through your mastermind or your coaching. And what was the outcome because of that? So one of my clients during the month of December, so when we start out the month, we identify how much they want to generate in the month. We identify how many days and hours they're going to work. And then we also identify what are they going to do in order to generate income? Because again, we know that money just doesn't come, you know, by doing nothing. Anyway, so her financial goal was $10,000. Towards the end of the month, she was like getting panicky. And so what I asked her to do is to continue to do the work, continue to trust God and let go of the results. She contacts me on January 2nd and she says, Renee, you're not going to believe this. I was able to generate $10,500. So she was able to reach her goal by letting go of the results and focusing on creating value for others and doing the work to produce the results. So she was so excited, so happy and has more motivation. But the one thing that she realized is that consistency. Like it has to be a ritual, just like we physically go to work every single day. It has to be the same thing as an entrepreneur. And sometimes it's like nobody's telling us what to do. We tend to want to sit back and think that everything's going to happen. But no, you put the work in, you get the results that you desire, but let go of the expectations and you'll be shocked at how everything begins to happen. Yeah. I mean, if you've got a project or you've, and this, you, you can think about this, correlate it in different ways, you know, and I'm talking to the listeners here. You got a project that you got to do, or you've got a goal in mind that you've got to do. You might need to look at that and something that's holding you back. A lot of times is yourself. You're like, if it's a project, you're like, I've got to be everything to everyone and I've got to do it all. I had something that included over 30 people on, uh, that needed to happen for the company that we're building, the success finder. And I'm just like, well, if I don't do this process, then what worth am I giving to my own company? I'm like, well, wait a minute. It was going to take me days. And I had someone who was better, faster, smarter. They had it done in like two hours. And, and the outcome was like, I still felt a sense of accomplishment because I worked with that person to help guide them in what needed to be done, but they did it. And the same thing in the same aspect, focusing on the end product and saying, if I don't get that, it's going to cloud everything along the way. And you can't bring those mission, vision, and values, the MVV, to whatever you're trying to do in that sales process because you're always worried about that end number. Be yourself 
And the, the guide, because you've surrounded yourself with the right people, it happens. It'll happen. You are so right. And then what's interesting is when you are doing that process that you just mentioned, I don't know who turns on that chatter, but that chatter comes on. You can't do it. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You have to have either people in your life to turn the chatter off, or you have to have systems, whether it be listening to motivational videos, podcasts, reading, praying, meditating, that will shut that voice down so you can focus on your greatness and doing the process that you just mentioned. And I also, I want to, you know, keep going on that one because I think it's important where they're sitting there saying, okay, well, you know, it's Brandon, it's Renee. And, you know, whether you know us or not, you're like, well, they're doing this. So they've got to have some form of success. Every successful person out there has three people in their mind and three people in their life, the crabs, the cheerleaders, and the challengers. And the crabs can be your own inner voice. The crabs can be the people that you need to get out of your cup that are just pulling you down because they don't want to see you succeed. You can be your crab. People around you can be your crab. The most successful people on the planet still can sit there and doubt themselves. I don't care who you are because I've talked to some of them or I've talked to the ones that are coaching them and it's there. Some of the names that I've heard, I'm just like, you kidding me? And I'm not going to throw it on this because of privacy reasons, but shocking, shocking. So we all have it. Crabs, cheerleaders, challengers, the three C's in our life. Yeah, and you know what's interesting about that? I had been um, nominated for this prestigious award from the Tennessee Titans as the, um, you know, volunteer of the court, volunteer quarterback of the year. And so Matt Hasselback was the quarterback at the time. There were three of us that were going to get first place, second place, and third place. First place was 10,000, second place was 5,000, and the third place was like 2,500. So when I show up, there are thousands of people there. The news is that there. I brought my mom with me. And for some reason, I believe that I was going to win third prize. And so it's that self-esteem and that self-doubt that we have that we carry with us. And so when they said third prize winner goes to Dr. Such and Such, that's not me. I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to win Second prize. So why couldn't I believe that I was going to win first prize? They called out the second prize winner. And guess what? I ended up winning the first prize, $10,000. And it was amazing. But it was like, what, what is it within me that's causing me not to believe in my greatness? And so I had to physically do some work on shifting my thinking because it was something about my thought pattern and my background that caused me to believe that I was going to come in third place as opposed to first place. So it took me a time to work on that. So I want to encourage people that you just don't show up and be great. It takes time to work on those things when you recognize there are things you really need to work on. Yeah. And having the right corner person in your life, when, when those moments are creeping in and you need to you need to pick up that phone, you need to get on it, they'll whip you right into shape. They will let you know because they've seen your greatness. They've seen what you can accomplish. They can see what your purpose is and they'll help pull you out of that. So thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. When I do the solo shows and I work with the coaches in my life, we talk about success and defining success and what it takes to be successful. And just a few of the things that we talk about are, you know, mentorship, experimentation, partnerships, willingness to fail. And on the flip side, willingness to define success, because when you define success, you in essence have defined failure. And that's why so many of us really stay out of that arena of saying, well, what's successful to me? What do you feel is 
a key ingredient when it comes to being successful? I feel like uh, one of the key ingredients is to thy own self be true. So you knowing yourself and you knowing what you bring to the table. Every day I ask God to allow my light to shine and allow me to be the catalyst to help somebody else to be successful, which means that they see what I'm doing. They know where I've come from and it really inspires and motivates them to want to be their best self. So that's kind of the focus that I have. And when I'm doing that, I end up being successful. Interestingly, I have two amazing children. I have a a son that's at the University of Alabama. Um, He's a senior. Then I have a daughter. um, She's 27. She's a nail tech. But both of them are entrepreneurs, which means that they watched their mother, the good times, the bad times, and they took what I'm doing and they incorporate that into their life and their business. So it's like that learn by doing, but also let me lead by example. You know, let them see me cry, let them see me struggle and let me share with them, you know, how I've been able to kind of make it through. Yeah. And and those moments, you know, sometimes I call them uh, dinner table moments. You know, when, when you and I were growing up, the dinner table was a, a, was a sacred place. It was a place to where like, you did go to, it wasn't a grab and go, you know, it was, it was a place to talk about your day. It was a place to just be together, not have a cell phone. And I think those dinner moments, if we want to just use that or those entrepreneurial moments or those parenting moments are so important for them to see the reality, to see what it really is. You're not maybe giving them every piece of the puzzle because they need to grow into that themselves, but they're seeing enough where it's just like, man, mom's going through this too. Mom's a part of what what we're seeing out there. And she's successful. Right. And it's, and it's so important. And I share this with everybody, everybody I come in contact with, the importance of telling your story. So we glean when you put yourself out there, to, not to tell everything, but to tell your lessons learned so that we can learn from your experiences, good and bad. Yes, absolutely. That's how we learn. And from other people's experiences, it's like a, it's like a free book that you can get into. So you know, as we're, as we're coming closer to the end here, I've got a few more questions for you. And I feel that there's always new ideas brewing in times of prosperity. It's like when life is good, the world is winning, it's easier to be successful. But I think innovation and ingenuity come when we feel the squeeze and the world's still feeling the squeeze. What are you working on right now that's going to take place over the next 12 months that excites you? As you know, I own the Music City Icons, which is a um, professional women's basketball team here in Nashville, Tennessee. And we're a feeder to the WNBA and then overseas teams as well. So due to the pandemic, we did not have a 2020 basketball season. And 2021 is looking a little shaky, but... I end up partnering with the company in um, Atlanta, Georgia, and we're actually, that does really amazing basketball tournaments. So we're actually going to do a basketball tournament where we're bringing in eight professional teams to Nashville, Tennessee, but I have an opportunity to incorporate a lot of the COVID prevention strategies and processes. So I'm working with entrepreneurs that have created products that we'll be able to use at these basketball games, making sure that we you know we're, we're being we're abiding by the rules and regulations. But the players still get a chance to do what they love to do, which is play basketball. The fans still get an opportunity to watch, you know, a really good basketball game and still be in a safe environment. The step two is when these athletes come into town and before they come into town, 
we have some training that they'll be able to do online, which is going to help them to make the transition after their basketball career is over. Because we both know so many professional athletes that when their career is over, they don't have another job, they don't have any money, but we put a lot of supportive services around these athletes, including financial literacy, career development, and we've incorporated some technology classes. So now they can get into a career where they're able to use their talents, use their skills and generate some revenue that can really create the life that they desire after they play basketball. You've got, you've got my mind racing. And the first like two sentences I'm thinking, I'm just like, it's like the neurons are going pew, pew, pew. And I'm just like, oh, I got to talk to her about this offline. I got I to gotta talk to her about this. And uh, wow, I love that. I think it's very important. Uh, one of my friends uh, was an Olympian. And afterwards, you know, the, the letdown of the years of training and then it's over, what now? It's not like all the glitz and glam happens after it. People, not everyone is Michael Jordan. Not everyone is, and I'm, I'm trying to come up with um, a, another name here. I meant Charles Barkley. Charles I Barkley. I O'Neal. I meant... Yeah. They were amazing athletes. Annika Sorensen. I'm trying to think. I can picture Les, Leslie uh, uh, Lobo. Is it Leslie Lobo? 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 Yeah, Leslie. Not everyone is that. So, wow, how important. All right, we got to talk about that off, offline. <laughs> All, right. All right, last one for you. What is a tip, a tactic, an actual item that anyone listening, and they implement that over the next 30, 60, 90 days in their personal our business life would see a real impact and change? It would have to be, wow, so that's, a, that's such a good question. I have several of them, but one would be spending time renewing your mind, whether it be picking up a book, watching some YouTube videos, you know, getting those subliminal videos that you watch while you're sleeping to start clearing out any of those blocks that you have that are keeping you from moving forward. Take the time, invest the money, invest the energy on working on your mind. And I promise you, everything in your world will begin to change. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. When I started doing that, I didn't fully realize it, but the impact that it has, it's uh, there's a clarity, there's a peace, and you become less reactionary because I'm a person that wears their emotion on their sleeve. And you become, you, you make more decisions based off of tethering something to that experience as opposed to reacting to that experience. So really let that sink in what Renee just shared with us. That's, it's unbelievably important. And I can tell you it's done amazing for me. So we've got the founder of Renee Bob Training. She is an entrepreneur. She owns a professional sports team. She is someone that is accessible to you gave you how to reach out to her. It'll be in the show notes below. Renee, Bob, thank you so much, Renee, for joining us today. And thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you for listening to The Mastermind Effect, your secret weapon for personal development. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host so you won't miss a single episode. You're one step closer to experiencing the mastermind effect.